Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by BigBusinessWebinar.com. If you're looking to scale your business to seven and multiple seven figures, check out the brand new free training. Go to Big Business Webinar today to grab your free spot, BigBusinessWebinar.com. What is up, Hacker Nation? Hope you guys are having an amazing day. Before we bring on our esteemed guests, who I'm really, really fired up to have on, we've been going back and forth, this person and I, for probably at least six to eight weeks, so I'm fired up to finally have him on. But before we do, you guys always know that I leave you with a real quick coaching tip for your business, and today's coaching tip is really all about focusing on the money. And what I mean by that is is I coach a lot of business owners, small business owners, and one of the things that happens, even in my own business, is they climb and they climb and they climb their success mountain. They finally get to where they want to get to. They have all these clients, and then what happens? They take the foot off the gas, and they start servicing their clients. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't service your clients, of course. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a customer service approach to your business. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is most people coast. They take their foot off the gas. And what happens? Just like a farmer, if you don't plant seeds in specific times throughout the year, you cannot expect the harvest to take place the following season. It's the same thing in business. You have to focus on business development every single day, no matter how many clients you have in your business. Because what got you there with all this momentum and all your climbing and all your hustling, now you're taking your foot off the gas and you're servicing your clients. You're going to wake up one day and your pipeline is going to have one prospect in it. And uh, just like the farmer with no with no seed and no harvest, your business will have no harvest as well. So that's the coaching tip. Stay focused on momentum and business development. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Our featured guest today is going to share how he went from working in a traditional type of environment to starting his own business and creating a new type of business in a field that's really been around forever. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Eric Roberge. Eric, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock, Scott. All right, all right. Absolutely. Well, Eric Roberge is a certified financial planner, and the founder of Beyond Your Hammock, a virtual financial planning company that helps professionals in their 40s and 30s do more with their money. Eric has shared his innovative financial planning and money management techniques in the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, CNBC, and Entrepreneur Magazine. He also writes articles from Forbes, the Huntington Post, and Money Magazine, and much, much, much more. We don't have time to fill. <laughs> he has so many more accolades that uh, we'd be here all day with the accolades. But with that said, Eric, welcome to Success Hackers. Man, it's really great to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. This is, uh, this is a topic that is very close to my heart, so I'm excited about it. Good, good. Well, tell us a little bit more about your business model and, uh, and who you help. Sure. Um, my business is, like you said, it's a traditional industry in financial planning, but it's a, it's a lot different because what I do is actually act as a what I call a personal trainer for your finances. 
which means that I help guide you to organize your finances, set your goals, prioritize them, and then go after them um, and use your money as a tool to live the life that you really want to live. Um, and I help people in their 30s and their 40s do this. So traditionally, it would be um, you know, a lot of advisors help people that are 50, 60, 70 years old that have you know, three, four, five million dollars uh, to invest or more. Uh, that leaves out a lot of people that make really good money and they just don't know how to organize themselves in a way to grow their wealth and get to a place of financial freedom. And that's what I help them with. Yeah, and I love it, and that's why I'm really excited. And uh, it's been a while before we before we actually were able to bring you on. I know uh, I had to uh, bail on you a few times, and I apologize for that. But I, I wanted to, I really wanted to get deeper into this really quickly. So first of all, before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts, how did you actually come up with the name Beyond Your Hammock? And is there uh, is there some sort of a meaning behind that? Well, Beyond Your Hammock, basically take hammock as retirement. And beyond your hammock is just beyond retirement. Like, how do you use your money throughout your life and not wait till the end of life to use it? Um, it came from just me loving the word beyond because everything that I do is kind of outside societal norms and just beyond the everyday. Uh, a friend of mine suggested hammock, and then I texted my brother-in-law and I said, "How do you? What do you think about beyond your hammock as a business name?" And the coolest part about this thing was that he came back to me and he said. Well, coincidentally, I was in my backyard yesterday, and I was looking at the hammock between two trees, <laughs> and I was thinking I would carve on one tree, work whenever, and on the other tree, relax forever. And I was like, you just nailed it. That is exactly what I want to deliver to my clients. That's a sign. That's the name. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how uh, names of businesses, names of children, and <laughs> whatever else comes up. But I, I, I absolutely love sort of the disruption or tipping an old industry on its head and doing something completely different. Obviously, you've been able to create a hell of a following and doing some great things in your business, but how does the actual business model work? So you mentioned earlier that you're typically focused on individuals that most financial advisors bypass, and they bypass it because, it, like you said, they're focusing on people that have more wealth, they have more money, because frankly, from a, let's, let's be Let's be real about it. They make percentages built into the overall portfolio every month or every quarter, or every year, based upon the fact typically of the amount of money you have in this investment, 1%, 2%, et cetera. 1% of 50,000 is a lot different than 1% of 5 million. So how does your business model actually work? Yes, good question. Traditionally in this business, it's commissions for sales of products or it's management of assets for a percentage like you just described. And that percentage at a million bucks is you know $10,000 for a client. That's a great deal for the advisor, um, but it leaves out a lot of people because they're not going to charge just 1% on 50000 and do any kind of work for them because it's a waste of their time when they're looking at it from a business perspective. So what I said is, well, I want to help people that are a little bit younger, maybe their assets are tied up in their 401k. So maybe I'm not actually managing their money for them. But they still have a lot of income coming in, which is a very powerful thing if you can manage it correctly. Making decisions about cash flow and buying real estate and going on trips and, oh yeah, saving for retirement too. How do we prioritize all these things? Plus the kids and the marriages and how do we combine finances? So what I said, well, that looks like a coaching situation why don't I charge like a coach would charge or a, a personal trainer and do it on a monthly basis? 
So my clients actually pay me on a monthly basis. I call it a monthly subscription. And that gives them access to our quarterly meetings. And also, if there's something in between those meetings where they have an urgent question, they can reach out to me because I want them to be able to move forward and do the things they need to do to get to the next level. So it really helps from a revenue perspective, create a new business model to help people that are not helped by other traditional business models. And I, interestingly enough, being a coach, that is my model, is charging by a six or 12 month program and it's per month or sometimes they pay up front. Um, but when I work with these individuals, we get pretty, pretty in depth. I'm, I'm sure you do as well with your, with your clients. With my clients, with my business owner clients, we are after a certain result, and that result can happen as quickly, frankly, as 30 days, 60 days, maybe 90 days, maybe six months. But it, the results they see, new sales, new clients, better marketing, ultimately new leads, etc., bigger revenues, bigger profits, they can see that fairly quickly. In your business, because you're investing money, typically, and, I, and I'd be open to hearing you know, exactly how, what else do you do besides the investment side of things, but when someone pays you a certain dollar amount, uh, like you said, sort of a subscription, if you will, is there an outcome? Because I would imagine that the pushback a little bit can be, because right now I, work, I personally work with a traditional financial advisor. He takes his percentage. We put, out, we put together a game plan where I want to be and where I want to put my money. Do I want to be hyper growth? Do I want to be you know, conservative, et cetera. And we put together that plan and we kind of just park it somewhere. And then every maybe quarter or maybe every six months, we take a look at it and say, hey, what's happening overseas? What's happening with bonds? What's happening with this? But again, I know from a, a client that I'm technically paying him or my fee is based on or built into or baked into the overall number that I give him, the dollar amount that I give him. So when you hear it, when, when that happens, is there a pushback to say, well, wait, you're, that's great that I get access to you on a subscription level, but I'm not really seeing how do we control the Dow Jones, how do we control the market, all that. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yes, it does. And I, I do have an answer for that. So what you were describing is the industry in general, right? That's right. what happens in the industry. And really, it's 10% of the conversation with my clients. Okay. Although investments are very important, they're a piece of helping you grow your assets it's, it's kind of a secondary thing to making sure that you're doing the right things with your money in the meantime. Not all investments are stock market investments. So if there's an opportunity to invest in a, I don't know, a three-family um, property in the city of Boston, does it make sense for my clients to do that versus going in the market? Mm. Traditional advisors are going to say, go in the market because that's where they get paid. I'm going to say, hey, I don't care what you do. I think this is the best option for you based on what you said your goals were. So really getting down and understanding what my client's true goals are, because they're different for everybody, as you know, is the most important thing. If it's, I need to protect my kids, I want to make sure that they go to the college of their choice and they don't pay a dime because my college experience was horrible. My parents didn't plan. I went to a school I didn't like. It's just awful, right? That's their experience. So we're going to get them to where they need to go with the college to try to set them up for success for their kids. Um, if they're saying, well, my, my parents died in an early age and you know we were left with nothing, well, maybe they really want life insurance and they need to make sure that they have the right stuff in place. I don't sell life insurance, but I can have an objective conversation about what type of insurance to get. Is your family taken care of if you were to pass away? Your estate plan, 
what happens if you're incapacitated. You know, things that people don't think about come into the picture very quickly, and we want to make sure that they're protected because really the outcome is peace of mind, knowing that they have done all they can do for their situation to protect themselves and their family and grow their assets for the future. Yeah, and I love I, I love the fact that you you're you're focusing on a specific audience of 30s and 40s, like you said. It's it's a it's a different take on the investment model. But is it, if are we hearing you correctly that you're acting as like a financial coach and you're utilizing your knowledge, but also your tools. Your tools can be not only tools that you have quote unquote in house, but your access points to all these different types of individuals. You are the the coach, if you will. You're the you're the quarterback on the team getting the ball to different receivers, whether that's an estate attorney, whether that's a life insurance person, whatever, you are the focal point and you're directing and consulting them. If it is a life insurance thing, hey, I got my buddy John over here, he does this, or I got a, I got a estate planner over here, Susie, and she does that, you should talk to her. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Or you also, besides that, do you also have actual tools like a quote-unquote traditional advisor that has, you know, the trading desk that he works with and all the different, uh, you know, the T row price packages and et cetera like that. Yeah. Um, well it's a little, a little of both in that I do have, I invest, I manage client investments should they need that service. Um, I am a registered investment advisor company, so I don't have a big company over my head, which means I can give objective advice. I'm a fee only planner, so I don't make commissions or sell any products. I can't. So in that sense, I'm positioning myself in the most objective place possible in an industry that is just built with, into, with you know, conflicts of interest. Um, when it comes to connecting people to the resources they need outside of investments and financial planning from the big picture, yes, I do. I have estate planning attorneys that have been vetted. If they need somebody, I can plug them in there. CPAs for their taxes, um, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, life coaches, you know, whatever it is. I want to make sure because we have conversations and stuff comes up, right? We're getting deep with what's going on in their life right. and their challenges. So I want to make sure that they can come to me as the confidant and then I can connect them with whatever they need if it's something that I don't specialize in directly. Now, how do you go about marketing your business? Because I would imagine, you know, the typical way you see a lot of fi- – every single networking event that I go to, there's at least two financial – some sort of financial or wealth advisor. Then you go to the next one, there's two or three. Then you go to the next one, there's always the representation of some sort of a financial advisor, wealth advisor, et cetera. Uh, is that how you market your business? Is it kind of the, the networking, if you will, and, of course, the referrals? Or do you also do stuff online? Um, both. So networking has been a part of my life since 2007, just straight through trying to build a network, not knowing why, and then realizing that when I started my business in 2013, that this is why. Um, so I do network, um, and I do get referrals from, you know, referral partners, clients, things like that. Um, I started my business virtually though. So I do meet with probably 15% of my clients face to face, but the vast majority are online via video and conference call. Mm. So I get my clients through social media and being quoted in articles, writing articles for Money Magazine, Forbes, really getting out there, speaking to large groups, um, just to make sure that, because what I want to do is share. I want to share knowledge. I want to give somebody something for free. I want to make sure that they leave my conversation, wherever it is, with knowledge that they can put in place themselves, or if they choose to have someone help them, they can come back to me for that. So however I can do that, 
is what I do, give more than I receive, and that just kind of you know snowballs into something that's really great for business growth. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you literally say, you segue right into what I wanted to talk about next, with is what I call preeminence. You not only have this this successful business, but you're also positioning yourself very well with with this type of preeminence. Your work has been seen, as we mentioned, USA Today, CNBC. You write for all different types of very prominent magazines. Any anytime you have these types of names behind you, you're automatically seen as some sort of an authority and expert, like you mentioned. So, how did you get involved with all these types of media outlets and? Most importantly, why is it important for other business owners to try and stand apart from their competition by doing the same thing, you think? Well, there's a lot of people out there. Um, you know, so to be different than somebody else, sure, you can, you can act genuine. That, that actually differentiates you from a lot of people. Right. But that's not going to get you to the top. Right. So the next thing is, you know, what are you saying? And that can only get you so far. And really the backing that comes in, especially for people that don't know who you are yet. Um, is that legitimacy you get from being connected to major resources or um, you know news sources? So my goal was to connect with them to make sure that I got out there and I just immediately had some legitimacy behind me. Um, it was really a, a, a shotgun approach. You yeah. know, I think when I was started to write for the Huffington Post, which was the first one, I think a friend of mine had met Ariana Huffington at a, a networking event once. And she's like, let me just send one of your blog posts to her and see what she says. And she responded and said, yes, we'd like to have him um, write for our blog. And then Money Magazine uh, may have reached out, I don't even know, to like an industry association that I was a part of. And I jumped on an opportunity to write an article. And that article was seen by 150,000 people in one day. So it was a really big hit. And they were like, oh, cool. You write, <laughs> you write some good stuff. So let's keep going with that. Um, you know, and it just it kind of steamrolls from there because then a couple of reporters are doing research on, oh, who's working with people in their 40s and their challenges you know, with their money? Oh, Eric is, in qu- is quoted here. Let me go call him because he had something good to say here. He could probably help me with my article mm. as well. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, I, I know we're going through this pretty quickly, and Eric's given so many great sort of strategies and tidbits and sharing more about his, his business. But I think here, here's one of the most important takeaways uh, that I've gotten, which is this last part. Even though we went through it pretty quickly, if you think about Eric's business, right? So tr- traditionally, like, and I know he's definitely not traditional in the sense of what he's been able to accomplish, but he's a, he's a, he's a certified financial planner. You talk to a lot of certified financial planners to say, hey, how else can you stand apart from everybody else? Well, to Eric's point, well, I have integrity, character, et cetera. I've been in business for 175 years since 1410 <laughs> BC. You know, our company does this and this. Well, nowadays, like Eric said, if you want to stand apart from your competition, and I learned this in my own business, the first thing that I did was somehow, some way, I just kept hustling. Someone like Eric, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, said, hey, would you like to write some articles? I said, absolutely. So now I'm a contributing writer for Entrepreneur. I started this thing called a podcast a couple of years ago. Never thought in a million years. We now reach 69 countries, 150,000 people a month, etc. All because, And then I wrote a book. And that had become a bestseller. All these things, it's not about Eric and I patting ourselves on the back. It's like how – because I remember some, someone once asked me, Eric, when I first started, how are you going to differentiate yourself from every other business coach that does what you do? And I had to think about it. I said, well, I'm pretty good at what I do. And he said, no, no, no. It's got to be more than that. 
And I started to think wider and bigger and all these types of things. So now when I'm in front of a group speaking like I just did last week and they introduce me as his stuff has been seen in ABC and NBC and Fox and bestseller and entrepreneur magazine and quoted in Inc. and been all these other things automatically you've seen as, a, as an authority, as an expert, someone that I should listen to. So Hacker Nation, for all you listening saying, oh, I could never do that because that's, I'm in XYZ industry, well, that's bullshit. You got to wipe that away. That's small thinking. Because think about Eric's situation. If you would have just said, well, I'm going to become a financial planner and I'm going to focus on 30s and 40 year olds, well, that would be great. That would be, he would have a nice little niche. But now he's writing for uh, Money Magazine, Huffington Post. He's been quoted in Wall Street Journal, USA Today, et cetera. Do you think maybe he stands apart from everybody else that does what he do? Answer yes. So, my advice is you might be thinking, Scott, I don't know anybody at Entrepreneur, I don't know anybody at Huffington Post. You'd be shocked. You'd be surprised. You're literally one person removed from the connection you need to write for any of these articles or any of these magazines, and you will be shocked if you put that in place for right now in your business model, then maybe in the next three, six, nine, 12 months, who knows? Imagine if you're writing for one of your industry trade magazines or on a YouTube channel or you're creating this or creating that, and you automatically set yourself up and away and apart from everybody else that does what you do. Would you uh, Would you agree with that, Eric? 100%. I mean, it certainly is a hustle. You mentioned that. You know, there's no easy way to the top. You just got to keep doing and doing and doing and failing and failing and failing, and you're going to hit one diamond in the rough here and then one over here, and then it starts to steamroll from there. Um, so it's, it's really something that you – I wouldn't wait. That's the other thing I was going to say. I wouldn't wait to – so if it's a writing thing, oh, I'm going to wait and then get a connection and then I'll start writing for this publication. I started writing a blog with nobody listening, nobody looking at it. And suddenly I had a blog that I could share with somebody else who liked the blog and then said yes. If I didn't have that blog to begin with, they wouldn't have seen anything that I wrote and they would have said, who is this guy? No, thank you. Hmm. What is your, you don't have to give me the exact dollar amount, but I know I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get to ask this if I don't ask this. Scott, why didn't you ask him? So what are your, you said it's a monthly type subscription. You're probably going to say, well, we have all different types of packages. But out of curiosity's sake, what is a, what is a range from, you know, someone wants to start um, working with you, you have a, on the lower range might be X, and then the higher range might be Z. What are, what are some of the dollar amount ranges? Sure. There's a, there's a few things, and it really comes down to what they need. Right. Sometimes it's only a short-term engagement, like you mentioned, you know, six months or a year. I think a six-month time frame to just develop a financial plan if they want to go implement it themselves and they can do that. Something like that can range anywhere from $9.99 to $3,000. Um, when it's the ongoing service where I say, all right, you're making, you're making good money. You have a lot going on. Let's figure out how to work together on an ongoing basis so you can do your thing and I can help you implement this other stuff. So you don't have to waste your time doing it. Mm. Um, that kind of thing would be anywhere from fifteen hundred to uh, two thousand dollars up front, and then it, the monthly subscription kicks in at one ninety nine to two ninety nine a month. So really, what I'm hearing is your business model is based, like a lot of financial advisors. Yes, you get intimate with some of your, we'll call them VIP clients or however many you have, but you also have this this lower tiered. I don't mean a lower experience, and I don't mean a lower touch point, but a lower tiered level that someone can get, engage with you. 
that engagement, that lower level, of course, you need volume. You need more people in, and you're not you're not probably spending as much time with them on a one to one as the obviously the VIP clients. But at least they're getting access to you, some of the tools, some of the training. Maybe it's a one to many in a group training. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Um, yeah, in a way. I mean, so if you're not making six figures. Um, I'm not going to work with you on an ongoing basis because I don't think there's enough value there. Yeah. And I don't want to just charge you for the sake of charging you. So that would be more of a short-term thing. And really, I'll tell you, you know, your life isn't that complex. If you only need X, Y, and Z, that's all we're going to do here because I'm not going to be able to sleep at night if I'm not providing you more value than I'm charging. So as you know, our Hacker Nation listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business You've already shared an incredible amount of nuggets, but uh, now we shine the success hack spotlight on you, Eric Robert. So what's one success hack that you can share with our Hacker Nation that can uh, maybe help the business owner that's listening take their business to a whole new level? Well, I think it's a really a simple one, and it works for someone that's just starting their business or someone that's been in it for a bit. And it's as simple as sharing what you're up to. And when I say share, I don't mean selling a service or a product to anybody. It's talking about what you do and being passionate about those words. And the key place to do it is when you approach somebody and someone says, what's going on? What have you been up to? The typical thing we say is, well, not much. You know, same old, same old. And we've missed a huge opportunity to say, you know what? Actually, now that you've asked... This is what I'm up to. And for me, it was, you know, I've just created this company that helps professionals in their 20s and their 30s really take their money to the next level so that they can actually live a life that they love and use their money as a tool to get there. And rather than being like, oh, I'm a financial planner, you know, it just sparks an interest and people start asking questions. So I just shared that, right? I didn't sell anything. I was just talking about what I do. And then people start to be interested in what you do because they see you're so passionate about it and they want to help you. So that is definitely something that really helped me catapult forward when I first launched my business. So someone might be, and I love that. I absolutely love it. But someone might be listening, and I never really ask a secondary question to the success hack. But I, I do, I think it's important with this one because I think so, someone listening will like, okay, I get that. If I was newer too and someone said, what are you up to? And I just started, me personally, I just, let's say I started my coaching business. Yeah, you know what? I started coaching small business owners and this is what I'm up to, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's something there because I just started it. But if they've been in business for three years, five years, 15 years, is there, is there a new strategy around that success hack maybe to say rather than, hey, what's up, um, not a whole lot, you know, how are you, and they go into the weather of the weekend, maybe they can say, hey, what's up, or how have you been, or what's going on, you could say, you know, maybe use a testimonial. Well, as a matter of fact, I just worked with this one client who, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of with for the last three to five months, and I finally got a hold of them, and uh, we started doing business together. Something like that, is that kind of what I'm hearing also? Well, I think there's something to be said about that. Of course, anytime you can bring that kind of thing into the conversation where it's not a direct sell to the person you're talking to, but you are, again, sharing what you're up to, that is that does work. But I think it this, what I was saying can work for any stage of business because you always want to look back at what you've been doing and start to refresh your elevator pitch or look at truly how your business has re- evolved and now what's different about it than it was back in the beginning. Mm. So if you can refresh that, not only are you going to be more energized talking about the new way to describe what you do, but that's also going to be seen by the other person. And again, it's a key thing that's a differentiator for you. Because in my business, 
people either work with wealthy people and charge 1% of their assets or they sell a product. Right. They're not working with people in their 30s to provide them with objective advice like a coach or a personal trainer. So that is the differentiator for me, and that's all I want to share when I talk to people. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. All right, Eric, we are now entering the randomness round. But before we do, let's take a one quick moment to learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, do you feel stuck in your business? You maybe even hit a plateau. Maybe you're not even sure how to market effectively, drive more leads, get new clients, or become more productive. Or maybe you're just not quite sure how to scale or go big in your business. Then you're absolutely going to love this. There's a brand new free training on how to go from where you're at right now to creating and sustaining a seven-figure business. No fluff, no selling, no BS. Straight content and teachings on how to scale your business. Oh, and by the way, it's 100% free for you, my Hacker Nation listeners. So to sign up and register for this free training, go to bigbusinesswebinar.com. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com to claim your free spot. All right, Eric, we are back, and we are about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is... Kind of like putting you on the success hacker's version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Eric Roberge, are you ready for the randomness round? As ready as I'm going to be. Best advice you've ever received? That one's simple. Be authentic and true to yourself. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I actually listen to this website that has scientifically engineered music that helps me focus. It's called Focus at Will. It is a life changer. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Uh, He would say, focus on what you can control and ignore everything that is out of that control. Because we spend so much time worrying about what other people think that we don't end up doing what we know to do right now. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? That's going to be a combination of a strong belief in who I am and the courage to actually go out and take action. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Uh, Something that I don't do during meetings is juggle a soccer ball over a thousand times without using my hands or letting it hit the ground. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your overall business? Uh, Let me see. The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? I think it's going back to the website Focus at Will. You know, if you want to get down and dirty with your business and focus in on something you're doing on your computer, listen to that music. It's going to be the coffee for your brain. Well, Eric, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That was easy. That was easy. This is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success hacks and strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business or anything else that you would like to share? Well, I think you can go to my website, but specifically the How It Works page. So www.beyondyourhammock.com, and then you can select How It Works. Now, you can also find me on Facebook if you search Beyond Your Hammock. The company page is out there. Fantastic. Well, Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes, recap from today's incredible interview with Eric. And when you're on the website, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these newest episodes. And again, everything Eric that, that Eric just talked about and the links that he just shared will be on successhackers.net. 
Net under Eric Roberge. And remember, if you're looking to explode your business this year, make sure to head over to Big Business Webinar. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com to claim your free spot. This is Scott Hanson saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.